Welcome to the Healing Place podcast, a space filled with inspirational stories of hope, along with practical advice for your healing journey. Your host is Terry Welbrock, trauma warrior, writer, speaker, blogger, therapy dog handler, and founder of the Sammy's Bundles of Hope Project. As a survivor and a thriver, Terry's mission is to shine the light of hope into the world by interviewing insightful guests from across the globe. Please stay tuned at the end of today's interview as we honor our sponsors. The Healing Place podcast is a fiscally sponsored project of Fractured Atlas. Now, here's your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock. Welcome, everybody, to the Healing Place podcast. I am your host, Terry Welbrock, and very excited to have with me today, and I'm going to read it, Deborah Landwehr Angle. It went out of my head just like that. So <laughs> I'm super excited to have her with me here today, author, writing mentor, and spiritual teacher. So welcome. Thank you so much. It's so good to be here with you. Yes, absolutely. And we've chatted for a few minutes beforehand about some of your books. And one of them is The Only Little Prayer You Need, The Shortest Route to a Life of Joy, Abundance, and Peace of Mind. And so we're going to tap into that a little bit and how it's applying to our current world situation. Great. Yeah. Yeah, that book actually was published back in 2014. So it's been around for a few years but the message is so timeless. And I think especially right now, when there is a lot of fear in the world, there's a lot of uncertainty, but the message in that book is perfect. It's just kind of like what, what we need right now, because it's all about getting past our fear-based thoughts and back to a place of peace within ourselves. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I'm, I'm that person that my, my newsletter is Hope for Healing. The podcast is the Healing Place podcast. Like, I just love the idea of um, focusing on the joy and the abundance and the beauty in our world. And, but that's, that's hard to do when you're feeling scared or feeling um, uncertain. Right. Or feeling, yeah, worried, anxious, even panicked. I mean, I work with a lot of people who uh, will talk about just that underlying feeling of panic that they have right now. And, mm -hmm. I think that you know there is some level of fear that we all feel. One of the teachings in the book is the idea that we all have really two minds. There's one mind that often is called the ego or the small mind. And then there's that higher mind, the part of us that remembers that we're connected to something bigger than ourselves. And so for all of us, that smaller mind really gets engaged in times of uncertainty or change and makes us really fearful because there isn't anything out there in the world that we feel we can count on. And what a scary thing that is, you know, to the part of us that feels like, oh, we want to cling to something and, and feel like we're safe. So the whole teaching in the book um, and the prayer that the title refers to is just this little prayer that kind of floated into my life back in 2013 when I was having a really, um, a day of a lot of uncertainty. And feeling frustrated, there wasn't anything big or awful going on in my life, but I just felt really unsettled and was tired of feeling unsettled. So I asked a higher power for something, and I just heard these words float in um, that were, please heal my fear-based thoughts. 
And I thought, well, that's nice. Right. <laughs> you know, right. at least you know my fear-based thoughts. Okay, that's good. Um, but I didn't realize the power in those words until a little later that day when I saw not just some of my own thinking start to change, but I literally saw some things in my world start to shift right away. And I thought, oh my gosh, I think there's a lot of power in this prayer. And I, I think I'm supposed to write about it because that's what I do. So I sat down and started writing the book that day. 40 days later, I had the book, I had a proposal. I sent it off to my literary agent at 4.30 on a Monday afternoon. And the next morning at 7.30, I had an email from her saying, I really love this. I want to represent you on this. And anybody who works in the publishing world, you know that that just doesn't happen that right. way. Right. So there has been a momentum behind it all along, um, you know, from that to the fact that it has a foreword from the Dalai Lama, which I say with all humility. Yes, <laughs> because, I heard that. And I was like, yeah. wow. Exactly. That's how I felt. Too. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of mine had sent the manuscript unbeknownst to me to the Dalai Lama's assistant because she had worked on a project and had a connection there. And so I got up one morning and, oh, it was July of 2013. And there was an email from her saying a miracle. And the miracle was that inside the email was a foreword, not just an endorsement, but a foreword for the book from the Dalai Lama. So then I cried for a while. And I started and, to tear up just a bit. I know. It just, it really has had that sort of energy the whole time. And for me, I feel like that's just the power of spirit moving through it and saying, you know, I just happened to be the recipient, to be the one who got to write it down. But this prayer is really there for everybody in this world. And especially right now to help us feel peaceful and safe and calm and joyful. You know, even joyful, um, even when some very difficult things are going on in the world. Right. And that, yeah, that topic of, yeah. I love the idea of you opening, being open to the message and listening, um, because I have lived that as well, and it's extremely powerful. And when you communicate that to people, I'm sure you get people all the time that are just like, oh my gosh, I have goosebumps. Um, because when I share mine, it's the same sort of thing is that, you know, the reaction is, oh my gosh, like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's really true. You know, I think everything has energy. And when we tap into those messages that do just kind of come through pure, simple, direct, and people just can feel the energy behind them it's, you do get those goosebumps. Yeah. I know back before the book was even published, I had these little cards printed up. I've got, I'll show you a couple of them. They're just like little business cards, but they've got the prayer on them. Oh yeah. And, um, so they're awesome to stick in your purse or put, you know, in front of you on by the computer or put in your bathroom mirror or whatever, just to keep using the prayer. And people would look at this and I could just see this, moment of recognition like oh that's it because it seems so simple but it really um you know it kind of turns the idea even of prayer for me on its head it's like so often as I was writing the book I feel like I learned so many things when I thought about how I would typically pray or ask a higher power for something it would be you know please 
fix that person or, right. <laughs> you know, make my, my favorite team win or make something out there in the world change so that I can be happy. But this prayer is, please rearrange things in me. Please heal my fear-based thoughts so that I can be happy and peaceful, that I can remember that that's my natural state. And I can bring that to the world no matter what's going on out there. That's such a different thing. So different. It's radically different because it's really saying we have all of the light and love and joy and peace and comfort within us. We don't have to find it in the external world and it is not there. But our ego minds forget and look for it out there. And when we forget, we just use the prayer and say, oops, I forgot again. Please heal that fear-based thought so that I can remember I am the peace I'm looking for. I am the joy that is needed in this world right now. And then that allows me to bring it to the world so that it's like we get to really share our gifts openly, um, you know, with joy. Yeah. Not would use it every day. It's so simplistic, but so beautiful and so powerful. And I think that's, oh, that's just such an, it's just such an amazing thing because sometimes the most simplistic things can hold so much power and be a catalyst for change. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. I think sometimes, well, again, you know, those ego minds, we try to stir things up and make them complex and complicated when that's one of the things that I think we're seeing now. And one of the gifts of this time of uh, being, well, sort of a quieter, more isolated time, but it is giving us a chance to see that to go back to some of those simpler things, you know, cooking, for instance, or having meals with family members or taking walks or waving at your neighbor, you know, across the fence or just those simplest things that really give us so much pleasure, spending time in nature, going for a walk. Um, And, you know, I think we tend to make life so complicated and think that there's something better out there. We just have to find it or create it or go after it. And this is giving us the gift of seeing, oh, we really do have everything we need right around us. It's just a matter of remembering and appreciating it. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't played Clue and Monopoly in years. <laughs> We've been playing yeah. Yahtzee and Clue and Monopoly, and it's been wonderful. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I forgot how much I love Yahtzee. <laughs> yes. All those board games, the classics. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, you pop some popcorn. And you play cards or a board game for an evening. That's a really good evening. Yeah. It's such a great sense of connection in it. And it's fun. Right. Exactly. And it's not a screen. You know, people aren't on their devices. They're, you're, they're in the same room having fun together. Right. Right. Yeah. I know my post, my post yesterday on, on uh, Facebook, my personal page was, uh, I taught the 13 year old how to lose it monopoly. (laughs) Oh, So she learned and she was like, I don't like this game. I was like, all right, that was just round one. We'll play it again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. She'll get to be a shark here before exactly. too long. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a good life lesson. Awesome. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I just, I have to share with you because I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast for a while, but my little story of sending up a similar prayer and getting that instantaneous responses. I've been writing this, my memoir, this book forever. and. Um, years. And so I was sitting here writing and feeling really frustrated and, and 
trying to come up with a title for this book and just, you know, like you said, like trying to just do it myself and ego and I'm trying to figure it out. And finally I just sat back and I said, all right, Holy Spirit, if you could just um, help me with a title for this book. And instantaneously I had a vision in my head and I heard the words unicorn shadows. And I was like, unicorn shadows. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, this is it. And so my daughter was younger at the time. And I said, come upstairs for a minute. I need you to be my model. And I took a light and I said, I just need you to put your hands like this, like you're praying and your head bowed. And I shone a light on her. And sure enough, a shadow was cast on the wall behind her that looked like a unicorn shadow. Now I'm going to cry. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And it was a little girl myself, her head bowed in terror, praying for God to please help her. And it was as God's light shone down upon her, the unicorn shadow was cast. And so I get goosebumps when I talk about it. Oh, I have them. (laughs) (laughs) Goosebumps. Yes. But it was one of those moments where I was like, that's it. Because there's within the pain, there's this hope. And that's my whole message. I mean, that's well with everything that I do. So I love, I love that idea of yes and people opening up to that message in your prayer and just the message that they can receive. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. What a beautiful example of it and how easy it can be. You know, I think the only thing that really makes life hard in so many situations is our resistance to simply asking for help, you know, asking God, asking the Holy spirit for, for what we need. And there you go. You ask and it's right there and it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. And you know that it came from a higher place because it, it wasn't something that you'd been thinking about no. and been hanging around. It's just like that direct communication where you feel it sail through and you think, oh, wow, it takes yeah. you by surprise. <laughs> exactly. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's perfect. Yeah. Like, I have to show you something really quick. Hold yes. On. So, ooh. I had put this out into the, into the world. And so someone that I didn't even know painted this for me. And it was just, it was a representation of, and I was like, Oh my gosh. And it was someone that I, you know, it was a friend of a friend. I now connected with her obviously. Um, But yeah, it was just, I don't know. Connections come from this. I'm sure, you know, you getting the Dalai Lama to write a foreword for this book is just, oh my gosh, so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. We just don't have any idea when we start to put these things out there, where they're going to go, you know, what they'll lead to the connections that you make one of, you know, over the years I've gotten so many messages from people really all over the world um, about the book and what it's meant to them and how they've used the prayer. And there are a couple of my favorites that I'd love to share. One was, um, an email from a woman who said that she thought she had read every spiritual book there was and that there was nothing new to learn. And then she was at the library and she said, the only little prayer you need literally just like fell off the shelf in front of her, which I always love that because, you know, whether it's at a bookstore or a library, so often the books literally fly off the shelf when you need them. (laughs) It is. And so she said, I took it home and I read it. And she said, I have hope again. Oh. She said, I didn't even know that I needed this, but I didn't realize how parched I was for hope. And then I read her name and where she was from. 
she was from a town in Western Australia, like, you know, not in the metropolitan part of Australia, but in the outback part of Australia. I thought, I don't even have any idea how the book got there. But I just know, you know, with all of the energy behind it, God is taking it wherever it needs to go around the world. So I loved that one. And then there was one from a gentleman who said um, that, and this one oh, gives me goosebumps every time I talk about it. He emailed and he said, I wanted to let you know that I started, that I read your book and I started using the prayer. And he said, um, here's where I was in my life. He said, I'm a veteran and I had been trying to get my veterans benefits, but I couldn't get things worked out. And I was really struggling financially. And he said, um, I couldn't get a credit card. I had bad credit, couldn't get a card. I'd done lots of applications. They were always turned down. And he said, the worst part was that I was estranged from my daughter, my adult daughter, and didn't know my um, granddaughter who was newly born. So he said, I read your book and I started using your prayer. And within a couple of days, he said, I heard from the Veterans Administration, everything got worked out and now I'm getting my benefits. He said, I got a credit card application out of the blue and I was approved. And he said, best of all, totally out of the blue again, or seemingly out of the blue, he heard from his daughter and they reconciled. And she sent him pictures of his granddaughter. I got teary-eyed. Well, but wait. He said, the clincher is, I don't know how I got your book. He (gasps) said, it showed up on my Kindle and I didn't order it. Oh my gosh, I had goosebumps on my neck. Yes. He said, I don't know how I got it, but that's how God works. And I'm grateful. And I just thought, holy cow. (laughs) Yes. I'm so grateful too. It's, yeah, you know, and that's the thing. We just put these out into the world and really trust that they're going to literally show up, fly off the shelf, show up on somebody's Kindle, wherever they're needed, that's where they'll go. And they're doing their work in the world. So I just feel grateful, grateful, grateful all the time. Yes. That, yeah, yep. It's, and it's so cool. I've been um, offering, I put together an online course based on the book for people who are feeling, you know, the prayer or feeling the fear from what we're going through with the virus right now and just wanting to offer something extra, you know, that could really help people use this time as to turn the upset into a reset. That's what I just kept hearing, you know, as I was working on this. So that when we do come out the other side, we'll feel like it did count for something, that we don't just automatically go back to where we were but that we're really in a different place inside ourselves. So, you know, as I've been doing this course and hearing the comments from people about how they're using the prayer in this time, it's just phenomenal to see how it helps really in every situation, you know, to just um, worry about loved ones who may be sick or obviously, you know, people were concerned about will someone we know get sick or our own health. Right. Well, to ask, please heal my fear-based thoughts about that so that I can remember that I am well-being, I am health, I am peace, I am love, and that I can really feel grounded in that and send that out into the world. Because what more does the world need right now but a whole lot of prayers and energy of healing and health and well-being to go out everywhere. So it's like the prayer helps us 
remember and go back to who we and what we really are so that we can be that conduit to bring that energy into the world and to send it out and to help be that blessing for others so that they can, um, so that everybody, you know, everybody, there is this expansion of love and healing and peace. Yeah. So, and it all starts with, with each one of us. For sure. We had talked about that just a little bit, I think, before we hit record of how there is this um, growth that's going to come out of this. Of, of connection in, in humanity. Right, right. Yeah, and I think we're seeing more and more signs of that every day. And as always, it really comes back to each of us individually, the choices we make. You know, we can't decide for the whole world what things are going to look like once we get back together again. You know, once we can go back to our grocery shopping and our favorite restaurants and get together. Um, but we can decide for ourselves. So if, you know, for anybody, if you have felt maybe a greater sense of connection or support from one another, or just this different kind of energy in the world of we really are in this together, then I think it's just a commitment for each one of us individually to say, I'm not willing to let that go. I'm not going to go back to the way things were before, overstressed, over busy, you know, anxious, worried about everything. I'm really going to focus on maintaining that peace within me because I know that that's the best thing for me and it's the best thing for everyone. And so how do we do that? We keep using the prayer. We keep asking for any other fear-based thoughts to be healed. We go deeper into that place of, I know I'm here to be really a conduit for God's peace, for divine love. That's what I'm going to be committed to from this point on. You know, I know that I've got things to do in the world and a family to take care of and groceries to buy and meals to fix. But in all of those things, I can choose in every moment to ask for the fear-based thoughts to be healed so that I can return to that peace and be totally committed to that because that's the most precious thing that I have and that I can offer to the world. Yes, amen and hallelujah. (laughs) Yeah, because... Again, it comes back to that energy that we give off and we are way more connected on that energy level, I think, in more pe- than people understood. And it's, it's really starting to come to light. Right. Um, yeah. During yeah. this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a huge opportunity, a huge awakening, because really, when you think about it, I, I don't think there's probably ever been a time in the history of all of humanity that the whole world has come together for a common goal. Right. You know, there have been wars where part of, part of the world comes together to fight the other part of the world, but there's never been a time where everybody has been working toward the same solution. Right. That's phenomenal. Yeah. It's so phenomenal. So, yeah, how can we just take all of the good stuff that we're feeling and sensing and experiencing and say this is what we want to come out of it you know and what i keep hearing is that this is not a mass sickness this is a mass healing you know that's yeah yep that if we can focus on the healing of it instead of on the sickness then things will really change our future can truly be different wow that's exciting i heard that and that is just yeah that's yeah Yep. Wow. I think I need, yeah. 
<laughs> just yeah. in the last few days, I keep hearing that over and over again in my mind. So, um, and I think it's really true. It's kind of the next message of this is the mass healing we've been looking for. Yes. And yeah, and we get to do it with each other, with our connection to God, with ourselves, our higher selves. Our focusing on that will make it possible. For sure. Make it stick. Yeah. Yeah. And I love one of the things you had said a few minutes ago was when you were speaking and saying, I am peace, I am love, I am, and you were going through, I had made myself these little, I collect hearts. I find hearts everywhere from clouds floating by to wads of gum on the street. And (laughs) I made these little like heart, um, positive affirmation cards for myself just to have. And, and they are in that same sense. I've, I've, have I am peace I am love I am tranquility I because it it does just bring it internal to yeah. say I am these things right yeah and it is it's so much different than saying I have peace or yeah. I'm feeling tranquil but to say I am tranquility yeah. I am that peace to know that that's really what we were created to be and that our function our real job here is to bring that into this world to extend that, you know, through our thoughts, our words, our actions. And the best way we can do that is to ask for those fear-based thoughts to get out of the way for those to be healed. So that then we just have, we are these pure channels of this energy that the world so needs. Yeah. And that we can really offer one another. Yeah. Right. Just taking a moment to thank a sponsor to the Healing Place podcast, fiscally sponsored project through Fractured Atlas and for their generous donation this week at the Trauma Warrior level, the Phoenix Fund via Blue Mountain Community Foundation. Thank you. Now back to the show. So you you also do writing courses and coaching work as well for Mm -hmm. helping people get their messages out, yes? Right, I do. Um, Yeah, I've worked in publishing really my whole life. So it's, and I've been I would say a spiritual seeker my whole life too. So it's the two really go so much hand in hand um, because I think really so many people who are writing or who want to write, they want to write because they've got something to share, something meaningful or important to say. And it doesn't matter if it's in a children's picture book or if it's in a mystery novel or what the genre is, but there is some universal truth that they want to share And so I work a lot with writers around the world, um, both individually and at retreats, too, to go deep into their message and help them kind of um, get to that simple core, you know, of what it is that they're saying, and then bring it out in story. So that's just awesome. I mean, I was going to say, what a gift you're giving to people to be able to, because how many of us have that? We, we all have our truth. We all have our story. And um, yeah, to be able to share it with others because it's in the sharing that connection happens, those soul connections, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There's a great quote that I love by a man named Arnold Patton, um, who said that if your heart, if you have something that you genuinely want to say, there is someone who genuinely needs to hear it. And I think that's really all we need to know. You know, we can sometimes as writers get caught up in this whole thing of 
is it going to be a bestseller? You know, how many people are going to read it? Does it matter? Is it important enough? And that quote, I think, brings it again back to the very simple thing. You know, if, if your heart feels like you've got something to communicate that's valuable and important, there is somebody out there who needs it. And so, yeah, start Beautiful. writing. Yeah, I had somebody tell me once, write it for the one, because by writing it for the one, you're really writing it for the all. Yes. And again, it comes back to just that connection that we right. have. So, yeah, beautiful yeah. way to say it. Yeah, beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. And it's, so, uh, yeah, any other things that you want to touch upon in regards to maybe some pandemic self-care and um, some ideas for folks in this time? Yeah, um, I think it is a really good time to start becoming aware of what you focus on. Uh, that's one of the things that I talk about in the book is that it does always start with that awareness. For me, it was eye-opening when I started to use the prayer. I just would take maybe three or five minutes sometimes and sit down and just pay attention to what was going through my mind. I wouldn't try to edit or censor or judge my thoughts. I just kind of let them show up. And it was like a snapshot or a screenshot of what was going through my mind. And I realized I think that I'm a fairly positive person, but I was so surprised <laughs> at how much fear and toxicity was flowing through there. And so just becoming aware helped me to listen to my thoughts better. And when I felt the fear-based ones coming up, then I could use the prayer and go back to that place of peace. So that's something, you know, as we all, not everybody has more time right now, but um, I know for families, Maybe it's a busier time when the kids are home and you're homeschooling or keeping things going. But even to take three to five minutes a day just to sit in quiet meditation, um, you know, asking the Holy Spirit and God to, um, you know, to heal your fear-based thoughts, to feel that really loving energy flowing through you and out into the world. A very, very simple meditation is just to sit with your arms outstretched and your palms up and just let yourself feel good stuff, good energy flowing through you and out into the world and trust that it will be carried wherever it needs to go. It makes you feel energized and peaceful and wonderful. And you can trust that it really is making a difference out there in the world too. Yeah. Beautiful. I swear we're soul sisters on some level because when yeah. I meditate, I put my hands up and I, I try to just have that flow of, well, I do the breathing, breathe in joy, breathe out peace as I'm breathing out peace to the world. <laughs> yep. That's so good. Yeah. So good. And it really makes a difference. Yes. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, within ourselves and yeah. what we're Yeah. For everybody. Now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. So how do, how do people get a hold of you? Um, they can come to my website, DebraEngel.com. So it's D-E-B-R-A. E-N-G-L-E.com. Um, and I've got descriptions there of the books, courses, upcoming events. Of course, some events, we'll see if they <laughs> can still happen or not. Um, but there are lots, lots of things to discover and explore on the website. I have free teleclasses that I do once a month based on writing and on spiritual teachings. Um, there are videos available, interviews with other authors, just all sorts of things. So really encourage people to come and explore and um, just, you know, get in touch, deb at deborahengel.com. 
if you have any questions or suggestions for something that would be helpful. Yeah, and you have a pretty big following on your Facebook page as well, yes? I do, yeah. Yep, so that's a very active page as well. It's um, Facebook and then Deborah Engel Author is my professional Facebook page. So yeah, and we're posting there daily with inspiration, again, upcoming events, um, webinars. There's so many free things being offered right now. And that's a great resource to go and see, see what's coming up. So yeah, I just discovered your Facebook page and I shared something from it today on the podcast page because Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Yes, it resonated and it was beautiful. It was a field of purple flowers. And I said, Oh my gosh, it's just gorgeous. So Mm. yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So anything else that you wanted to address or, or talk about? Oh, boy. We've talked about a lot. And yeah, we have. And I know we could go on for hours and right, hours. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, oh, um, I think that's, that's good. Yeah. Okay. I feel like we've covered it well and hopefully, you know, given some inspiration and some tips. And Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, I thank you so very much for joining me today and shining your light of hope into the lives of others. And thank you for the prayer. Um, Yes, just beautiful. Well, thank you so much for having me. Really, it's a pleasure. Just a joy to connect with you. Awesome. Thank you. All right, everyone. Well, as I always say, until next time, remember, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today to the Healing Place podcast with your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about Terry, her mission, and the Hope for Healing journey, visit Terry's website at www.terrywellbrock.com. Thank you for liking, commenting, sharing, and offering your reviews on our YouTube channel, audio outlets, and Facebook page. And As Terry reminds us, until next time, remember, be gentle with yourself.